You're listening to the best of the Tom Show.com, brought to you by Bradshaw and Bryant. Who, me? <laughs> well, I'd like to know if I was married to a whore piece of shit. <laughs> you could just look at her license. My. Her special stripe. That was amazing. Oh, my gosh. Coming by sweet corn, potatoes, onions, pickles. It's not how you use them, sir. <laughs> it's really sickening that anybody would be into radio this much. It is ungoddamn believable. I think I'm going to hell. I just realized it. Thank you, Tom. You're just delicious. <laughs> this is why I drink. We're here today with Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant. Michael, what's going on? You know, we keep getting phone calls, and it's interesting because people try to handle a lot of stuff on their own, or they try to talk to the adjusters, or they wait, um, and they think maybe it'll cost them money if they talk to me. And, you know, we tell them it's free to talk to us. Um, I go through what their rights are, and, you know, we try to help them as best we can. We don't sign everyone up. Sometimes I just give them advice, and they go from there and then call us back later. But the key is is that they don't know all their rights or they're not told all their rights by the adjuster. And that's one of the things we try to make sure that they get, you know, they get that understanding uh, so they can help themselves and their families as best they can. And the number is? Is 800-770-7008. Or at the website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Brad, Sean Bryant, Michael Bryant, thank you. Seeking justice for the injured, Brad, Sean Bryant. Welcome back, everybody, to yet another episode of the Best of the Tom Bernard Podcast, brought to you by Brad, Shaw and Bryant. Kicking off the show this week, we had Dr. David Trucker on the program. Talking about quite a bit of stuff. Uh, being a colonel, uh, leading teenage gangs, uh, undercover police work, everything. He's done it all. Next on The Best Of. It's one of my favorite songs of all time, Vestila Juba from Pagliacci. But remember what uh, Giovanni Rabisi said? Yep. <laughs> Tenth and Wolf. It's an effing clown. <laughs> <laughs> I will never forget that as long as I live. Ladies and gentlemen, Dr. David Trucker with us promoting the book The Eleventh Commandment, but he has a story about Alan Freed. Dr. Trucker has not been on talk radio since 1944. That's amazing. Age 14. You were age 14. Recovering from a fatal illness that never killed me, and uh, on Saturday mornings, a voice appeared on WADC radio singing, Good morning, everybody, this is Alan Freed, and I got listening to it and got hooked on it, and he said, if you want to, folks, want to come, listeners, want to come down to the program, come visit us. So I took the bus down to WADC on Saturday mornings, and after a few weeks, he let me answer the telephone, and then after a few more weeks, he let me give commercials, and as you know, 
He started rock and roll. He did. But we weren't allowed to say rock and roll because in black talk, that meant screwing. <laughs> so we... Huh. No. I think I've it actually did, yes. read that, yeah. No, it's like rock, rock and roll meant to so have sex, yeah. Yep. We, we, had, we had to say rhythm and blues. Ooh, I like rhythm, rhythm and blues. And, blues. <laughs> and then like Alan went on to Cleveland to one of my family's radio stations, and then what? on to New York, where he got involved in that payola stuff. Yeah. And I personally think payola is fine. It's just a way of doing business. But I don't make federal laws. No, anyway. you don't, Doctor Drucker. You don't, you don't make uh, federal laws. But you know, I I looked at your bio. You you've had a fascinating life, it, and it goes on day by day. What a what a great life you've had. Well, I somehow manage. I'm fearless and brainless, and so that does that gets me in a lot of trouble. Why don't you have your own talk radio show? I'd listen to you every day. Well, that's a thought. <laughs> it is a thought, absolutely. I love it. I love it. And then uh, in college for three years, uh, I was with another guy, and we had the talk radio show out of John Carroll University in mm. Cleveland. We had a lot of listeners who had nothing to do with the university, and they just call, listen tuned in to hear our nonsense. Oh, well, I understand why they would, because, uh, as I said, if you had a radio show, I'd listen to it every day. Absolutely, I would. To hear you well, tell I'd story. invite you to do it. <laughs> uh, Dr. Trucker, you, you worked with the state police in Minnesota, Michigan, and Pennsylvania at one point uh, when you became a surgeon. Is that correct? Yes. And at the same time, I was working for the underworld uh, because I had grown up in the underworld in Cleveland and Akron, because my parents worked for the mafia. And uh, so I knew all the gangsters. Oh and then God. so when I was a practitioner in uh, Golden Valley, believe it or not, uh, Minnesota. Really? So I lived uh, for 20 years at 205 South Rhode Island, next oh. to the Lone Ranger. Yeah, absolutely. And right next to the Lone Ranger's house. I know, I know right where you, with the with the... The yep. kind of pinkish coral color gate and, and wall and all that. We're about five minutes from there right now. Yeah, we are. We're right down the road from there right now, as a matter of fact. Right. You're on Olson. Yep. yep. And that home with a great big tree in the middle, I planted it when it was four feet tall. You did? Yeah. <laughs> Dr. Yep. Trucker, look at this it is now. I We will look at it now because we, we still live in that neighborhood. Well, I loved it. Yeah, I loved it. It was wonderful. I grew up in North Minneapolis, right down the block from where you lived. Uh, speaking of underworlds. Right, <laughs> speaking of, speaking <laughs> of the mafia. <laughs> and also, uh, I started the emergency room at North Memorial Hospital. You did? July 1, 1984. Could you say that date again? Because it kind of broke yep, up. For, uh, I started the emergency room at North Memorial Hospital. July 1, 1964. Did you hear me? Yep, that was wonderful. Yeah, it was, it, it was the line. It wasn't you, actually. Yeah, we're having it's a little The, the line kind of broke up a little bit. So, so how long, where do you live now? What, in which state do you live now? Well, I live, um, <clears throat> pardon me, I live in Hudson, Wisconsin. Oh, you do? Which is re really a suburb of St. Paul. It is, yeah. And my office is both here in Hudson my business office, St. Paul, and my patient office, Eau Claire, Wisconsin. 
Oh, so you get all over the place. You're... Um, not by choice. <laughs> <laughs> well, you kind of set up the businesses, though. So you, so you're you're 88 years old or 87 years old. 88. You are 88 years old. You're still working hard. When did you write the book? When did you write the 11th commandment? Uh, it came out in December. Okay. This past December. All right. In the 11th commandment, Dr. David Trucker depicts his personal experiences as a practicing physician who also associated with the underworld of organized crime. So you and I are going to need to talk about that, sir, because I bet you, you and I know a lot of the same people. Because organized crime, people don't know this, but in the state of Minnesota, organized crime was not an Italian thing. It was a Jewish thing. Correct. And it started in Cleveland. People think New York, Chicago. Those, no. New York and Chicago, those guys were dumb. (laughs) Capone, Capone was dumb. He didn't know how to write a check. (laughs) The real geniuses were the four Jewish Russian guys in Cleveland who didn't make mistakes. That's true. And they were wonderful people to work with. You did you did admire Meyer Lansky though, didn't you? Yeah, a little bit. Oh, not, not as much. Lot. Not as much as the Cleveland guys. No, no, the Cleveland guys were it. Yeah. And in the book, you know, I talk a lot about the Milano brothers and all, and uh, actually uh, knew the one, and uh, kind of liked one of their daughters, but that didn't work out. But uh, and it's really interesting. I was. At my sister's funeral last week Ooh, in Cleveland, sorry and to hear that. I saw people there that I hadn't seen for fifty and sixty years, oh, man. and some of them from the mob. That is unbelievable. So I, I am assuming you knew Kid Can Blumenfeld pretty well. Uh, I knew of him. He was not a personal friend. Yeah, of I my parents. Yeah, and oh, so so your your parents' connection was strictly with the Cleveland uh, mobsters. Well, the story is my father was of Anabaptist, which is Amish origin, really? and you do not judge any other human being, mm-hmm. and the crooks know that. So he was a builder, architect, and therefore, if you feel that somebody won't judge you and won't uh, really overcharge you, where are you going to go? So I got to know in Akron, like Vince Aguirre and Whiskey Dick and uh-huh. all these big-time guys who have been involved in Prohibition because my dad uh, built their homes, their factories, and they were my friends, and their kids were my friends. So, uh, you know, uh, and I've adopted the same <coughs> philosophy. I don't judge any human being. It's not up to me. I'll, I'll tolerate and help anybody I can, and that's my, my lot in life. That's, so, a, that's a wonderful way to live. Now, you were an undercover cop, though, too, weren't you? Yes. I thought uh, so. I was making training films for the Minnesota State Police. The head of it was Tom Turney, the sergeant in charge of training, Uh, the officers for the state police, and he said to me, now, David, I know you have underworld connections. Can you help us also? And I said yes, and my first big venture in Minnesota was to divert, and see, in those days, marijuana was bad stuff, Mm -hmm. not so bad today. Right. My first venture was to divert a shipment 
of marijuana that they knew was coming from the south, away from the Twin Cities, and divert it to Detroit, which I was able to do through connections. Uh, but I also had unbelievable experiences in Michigan, and the one I'm probably most known for was Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, when I was medical director there. Uh, I, w <laughs> I engineered the cocaine chicken crack case. And <laughs> okay. That was fa fabulous. I almost got fired. Uh, we did an undercover sting on a chicken place that sold cocaine under a napkin covered with chicken, and that was fun. <laughs> that but, was uh, fun. Oh, that's David, you're amazing. And as you know from the book, I almost got my head blown off a couple times. Like one guy put a gun to my head and said, I'm going to blow your head off. And I said, go right ahead. Within two weeks, your whole family will be dead. <laughs> and he, he let out an expletive and walked away. Well, that's good. But both people, I want you to know this is important, that both people that I shot in the book, uh, they had the draw on me first. So I was in self-defense on both of those shootings. Yeah, otherwise you'd be in jail, right? <laughs> well, but I had illegal possession of a weapon for a minor, and that's what oh. cooked my, that's what sent me away. So did you kill but them I both? But I turned my life around. See, I was a teenage gang leader. Right, right. And where and was, that, was that in Cleveland, or, or where was that? Cahaga Falls, Ohio, okay. outside Akron. Yep. Outside Akron. So how did you get involved and in being a gang leader? I was brainless and fearless, got overconfident, went up to help my cousin in Cleveland selling illegal cigarettes to underage kids, <laughs> and, and I, I got in trouble. Yes. Big time. I can see Big that. Big time. How, how did you decide to turn your life around, Dr. Trucker? Well, what happened was... Uh, uh, the charges of uh, shooting the guy were dropped because he had a weapon, so I was classified as self-defense. Mm -hmm. But for a 14-year-old to have uh, a weapon not registered, illegal, underage, I couldn't defend. My relatives were powerful politicians in Cleveland, so they negotiated with the uh, Cahoga County attorney to get my ass out of town. <laughs> and that's why I was sent all the way to Wisconsin to that Jesuit boarding school, which I hated. That was my, really my parole and trial. And, but then I found out that the school had the number one academic high school rating in the nation. And I turned around 180 degrees came out third out of 88 for four years with a perfect conduct record for four years. Mm -hmm. But I loved the military-type discipline that the Jesuits handed out. And I ended up getting a scholarship to John Carroll in Cleveland. And then uh, I went to medical school at Loyola in Chicago, did my internship, took general surgery there. Uh, then... I uh, got an orthopedic residency at Harvard, 
and headed out to Boston, and that was magnificent. And after I finished residency, uh, I was very close to the, the boss of orthopedics there, who was quite ill at the time. So I was in his practice after I finished training, and I was only in practice 11 months with him when the U.S. Army decided I was very good-looking and was needed in the Vietnam War. <laughs> I'm sure that's so, true. <laughs> now, Dr. Trucker, we're running out of time today, but I want to reach out to you a couple of more times and talk about the 11th commandment, uh, the 11th commandment in your life. Do you mind if I reach out to you uh, in the near future? Would, would love to talk to you. That's I wonderful. enjoy talk radio, and it's really a thrill to be back and have the opportunity to be on talk radio again. Well, it's wonderful having you on, and I will reach out to you very soon, sir. Have a wonderful day. Thank you kindly. Thank you. Dr. David Trucker, the book is called The 11th Commandment, ladies and gentlemen. What an interesting life. What a life. He's done a few things. Yeah. So then I shot the guy. He didn't busy. sit around. No <laughs> like, sitting around. Okay. Yeah, didn't sit around. Wasted any time, <laughs> no. that's for sure. 88 years old. Yeah. Hasn't been on talk radio since 1944. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, when he first said that, I was... I was expecting him to be like, you know. I totally love him. <laughs> oh, I do too. He knows Skype. He knows Skype. Yeah, exactly. Skype. <laughs> we will be back. Hour three coming right up. Tom Bernard Show. Best of the Tom Bernard Podcast. Arizona, noon on the 7th of June, when they highballed over the pass. Bulldog Mac with a cannon. That was Dr. David Trucker on The Best Of. Coming up next, we wish a fond farewell to Mr. Mike Molina as he is New York bound. Good luck out there, Mike. And don't drink the water in the river. Uh, Next on The Best Of. Start spreading the news I'm leaving today you are, No, he's not leaving today, he's leaving in... Uh, May 31st. May 31st. 13 days. I'm leaving 13 days from now. Uh, ooh, this is cold. Doc, catch Mark. How the hell's a guy who couldn't sell 50 tickets at uh, Rick Bronson's going to sell out Treasure Island? He's talking about Russell Peters. Ooh. Oh. Russell Peters is nowhere near as big in America as he is in the rest of the world. He's huge I in the rest that. of the world. I'm looking at him. I don't know who he is. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's not uh, not really popular, but, you know, it, it is what it is. Hey, did they ask you yet about the uh, Radio Hall of Fame thing? No. Oh, because I, apparently Shelly put together a table. She asked me yesterday, I said, everybody but Brittany King. <laughs> so you want to make sure I knew I was barred from yeah, the event. Yeah, that you were barred from Sounds the event. Sounds about right. No, I, yeah, I don't know anything about the event. I mean, I know you, that ex- the event exists. That's the extent. I think it's in September. It's in September, but she got a table for the morning show and, and the really? family. Yeah. That's amazing. The family? The 22nd? Is that what it is? Yeah. I don't know. I have no idea. I'm going to be out of town. <laughs> 
<laughs> Exciting. Are they going to keep the black guys out of this? Out of that? I have no idea. Don't be trying to hang that one on me, brother. God, brother, man. I was saying um, that. I don't know. I, I don't know who's going to what or whatever. All I know is they asked me who's coming from the family. I said Catherine doesn't want to come. No. Oh said, yeah. Catherine right. will be there. Andy, Alex, Dan, and other than that, I didn't know. I have no idea. I have no idea who's coming. Hey. I'm in if that's a thing. I want to go. I have a reason to wear a dress. I'm in. Well, that's why I'm going to wear a dress. So. <laughs> so I think a reason <laughs> to buy out. a dress. Even buy a dress. Hey, if you want a cupcake, by the way, you better take them because Cassie's taking them home to her children and they will all be gone. Uh, so if you want a caramel yeah. one or a red velvet one. I love when I can see the pure salt on something. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why I'm definitely going to have one. Normally I'd be like, I'm good, but I'm like, yes. Yeah, they're delicious. They are. Hey, I guess. I got a question. Yeah. Uh, this is kind of, it should be a behind the scenes question, but I can't ask it because I'm not there. Is there a show next Friday? Uh, next Friday, yeah. Why wouldn't there be? Yeah. Well, it's it's uh, Memorial Day. Memorial Day. Well, it's no. Memorial Weekend, but no. Memorial Day is on a Monday, oh. so there will be no show on Memorial Day itself. Okay. Okay. But so well, that's good. It'll, it'll be my fifty-six. Your fifty-six. Friday. Your fifty-six show. No birthday. His birthday. birthday. Ooh. Yeah. What? He's been on much more than fifty-six of these shows. <laughs> <laughs> is that Fawn's birthday yeah. too? A twenty-three, twenty-four. No, she's May twenty-six. May twenty-six. Yeah, I'm just trying to think what day that is. That's the twenty. Oh, fifth. And no, it's Saturday. So a week yes. from tomorrow. So yeah, I'm saying JB, you're the twenty-fifth, right? Okay. Right. It's, it's also yeah. National Wine Day. Yeah, it's Michael Bryant's birthday today, and it's. By the way, honestly, God, Marianne, Hannah, my name is not Bernard Panuga, <laughs> and I don't care about your billions of dollars in Nigeria. <laughs> Stop reaching out. To oh, Sevy, forward me that. I do. I care. <laughs> you care about? Yeah, I'll the, get the money out. The billions? Yeah, I need it. All right, whatever works. Hey, JB, I'm killing you in the Nike Run app right now. What? That's because I stopped. Uh, um, What's your excuse? Posting. Oh, okay. No, I stopped posting. I'm so, still running. Tw- I'm still running about 14 miles a week. Oh, okay. So that's adorable. So. <laughs> I like it. That works yeah. for me. So what? I have it to 5K of run. What's the run app? What is that? So it's just you track all your runs and whoever's on. It's only on Nike Run. So, like, I think I've got I've got you, my friend Michelle, and one of my army friends. That's all. And mostly it's just me and JB running against <laughs> each other on the oh, app. Oh, it is? Yeah, and JB kills me in the winter. I don't, I don't leave the house mm. if it's not, like, 70. Oh, really? But you would now, think that you could, like, there'd be, like, global leaderboards or whatever. Yeah. I don't, yeah, but I just feel like I don't need to post. I mean, that seems a bit... Like when people post their runs on their, mm-hmm. yeah. good for them. I'm sure it's good motivation, but it feels a little silly. But it is funny that it's like JB and me. It's like how I have a connection. I see him all the time on there. Like that son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, that'll happen. I hit, I hit the thousand mile mark yesterday. That's adorable. In, I'm almost at three thousand in life. <laughs> Yeah, like of all time. Yeah, that's adorable. That's really no. Oh, that, oh, isn't that adorable? I've that's done three cute. times that much. That's true. That's cute. That's so sweet. <laughs> God. I'm almost at the 3,000 mark. You said you were at the 3,000 mark. I, I said I'm liar. almost. Oh, wait, no, I'm lied. at 317. Or 3,017, I mean. Oh, uh, wow. Yeah. 317. Yeah, I'm I, almost at the 3,000 mark. I'm at 317. That's I, didn't, I run. I'm not smart. <laughs> that's uh, true. Yeah, I'm not a runner. I can't no. do it. 
You can't um, do it, or you just don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. Yep. <laughs> the only time, I the only time I run is if I'm running after a kid because they're mm. misbehaving and they <laughs> they run away from me, so I have to chase them down. And but yeah, I just, especially in the wintertime, I see these people running, and yeah. I literally like say to myself out loud in my car, I'm like, there's something really wrong with that person. Why would they? I want agree. To run? I agree on that. It's like. I mean, I understand they're committed. They have a lot of motivation, but I mean, I don't even like going start in my car in the winter time, let alone oh, go run outside in it. I'm with you. Well, not that I would wish harm or or bad on someone, but it is funny when they sp- like when they fall in yeah, the winter. I agree. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> I, <laughs> a friend of mine almost lost her foot from falling in the winter, but uh, yeah, my don't worry about her. Animal. I like bike riding though. That's fun. Bike I just yeah, great. I just bought like a cruising bike from Walmart. Oh, you did? Yeah, it's got a basket in the front, oh. and I have like a little thing on the back. I could strap a picnic basket to it. I think though, having just having children, even when I watch my nephews, by the time the day is done, I've like done a bajillion steps, and I'm starving. So I feel mm-hmm. like just being a mom is enough. It, it it's a lot of work. I mean. You know, especially when they're little, yeah, they're constantly moving, constantly, yeah. And um, that's why I like it when they're they were like four or five months old, because when you put them down, they stayed where you put them, and you know, right. you, you know. But once they start moving, it's just go, 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 and and it's like that. Uh, I mean, now the kids are being, um, especially my youngest is Max, and he's six years old now, and he he can entertain himself and excellent do what he needs to do. So. It's slowing down a bit for me, which is good. And then everybody asks, well, are you and Dave going to have another one? I'm like, I would Who's love... Who's asking you that? Oh, people say it all the time. Oh, you should make it an even dozen now. And I'm just like... No, An even stop. dozen. Yeah. I'm like, no. I, I'm I would love to, but it's like we... I, I think much. I'm done. I, yeah. We want to have yeah. our time. Yeah. You know? You've made a lot of humans. You Dude. can yes. take a break. Yes. He has six and you have five? No, he. I have three and then he so. has eight. He has eight? Yeah. Yeah, most of them are adult children, you know, you know, as mm-hmm. Jen. Well, he's an yeah. adult child, so. Yeah, yeah. he is, he is. <laughs> well, that's the same story there. But you know what, I, I'm that way too. I mean, we, we just laugh that's and good, just though. have fun together. We can have conversation and... I don't know. We're just we're just a fun couple. Yeah. You know. Well, listen to you. We're just a fun couple. <laughs> we are. We, we just are. need to make we more love of to us. Laugh. We just we make jokes all the time. Um, you know, and we try we um, we try and do that around the kids a lot too to show that life is is fun and, Yeah, it's a good you know, idea. Yeah. Yeah, that is a good idea. Tom and I can tell you, yeah, that is important. Good thing you do that with your kids. Instead of like seeing things yeah. and talking to people that aren't there. Yeah. Which is, that's not good to do around. By the way, I am creeped out as hell because I fired Melina on Tuesday. Yeah. He's only got what six minutes left? Is that yeah. how much time we got left? Six minutes. Uh you see Jesus over here? <laughs> We started the week Jesus was looking right at me. Oh, and man. And every day he's turned a little bit, and now he's staring right at Melina. What the hell's that all about? Oh, man. Jesus has turned his back on me. That's true. Aww. I don't, I'm not happy with that. Well, what'd you do? Well, fired Melina. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe Melina just, just needs him more yeah. right now. Yep. Melina needs Jesus more. And then, of course, you got Hillary and Trump over here staring at Melina. Oh, yeah. Too. That's yeah, a so good-looking Trump. I mean, I wouldn't say it's a replica, but it's a very yeah. svelte-looking... Unlike that one they had, a, well, 
like think Walt Disney World. Yeah. <laughs> that is kind of cold, actually, yeah. because Trump is thinner than Hillary in those. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> he, he is. Honestly, I honestly yeah. think it's the same character, just one well, has a hat on. Kind of is. Yeah. One does it as a MAGA hat. I'm on. sure they have a generic mold <laughs> that they then like just put some facial features on. Really? Is that what they do? I'm sure it is. Yeah, yeah. you're probably right. Because I mean, how much did those things cost? And Dave has a bobblehead of himself. Of himself? Oh, big you get, deal. You can get custom bobbleheads, yeah, yeah but those are a lot more expensive. He's so proud of it. I used to have a bunch of bobbleheads of twins, but I don't know what happened to them. I think Catherine threw them all away. I mean, I, they would seem like they'd go with the design of your house so yeah. well. I can't oh, believe yeah. that they... Oh, yeah, that'd be over really, really well, no question about it. I just found out uh, today that Lindsay Whalen is a neighbor of mine. I didn't even no, know. No, really? Yeah, she's a neighbor. That's cool. Alan, it's a smart woman. At, at your new place or at your old place? The, you know, the old house that we're never going to sell. That one. Oh, uh, you'll sell it. Cat, no, I don't want to. But Catherine wants to. Mm-hmm. So. No, I don't know. Well, that, that market is going to be interesting. That's, we shall see. That's the best neighborhood. <laughs> I'm not Are even joking. S- that's like my... I love that I love yeah. that neighborhood. I, I love oh, yeah. Worth. I love being in the city, but not in the city. Yep. That's my yep. favorite neighborhood. Yeah. I know when you said Catherine wanted to sell the house, but you didn't want to, I, all it came in my mind was a scene in Step Brothers when they didn't want oh, yeah. <laughs> they had to sell yes. the house. Yeah. And they were <laughs> dressed up like ghosts and stuff. Or what, was it Nazis mowing the lawn? Oh, yeah. And then- <laughs> well, it was, uh, it was an African-American couple that was seeing the house, and one's dressed up as a Nazi, and the other's in a Ku Klux Klan. Yeah. And he's like, welcome to the neighborhood. We recycle. We, we recycle. All of my friends, and I mean every single one of my friends. So uh, Catherine wants to sell the house, and I don't want to sell the house. Every one of them. So you're selling the house, huh? <laughs> I was like, well, yes, right. Yeah, we are. Eventually, it'll, we'll, we'll sell it. And I'll go live in some hovel somewhere. Oh, I'm sure it'll be a straight-up hobble. Don't worry about my Aww. feelings. It's, we'll put uh, you in a home, Bernard. I should be in a home. That'd be great. Wouldn't <laughs> it be so bad? I love playing cards. I'm going to do this deal, though, when they get that lip, uh, that lip thing going. <laughs> I like that when the low, people, older people's lower lip moves up and down. I feel like I do that some mornings at our work. Just My favorite of all time was the Laurent boys when they were like 10, 11, 12 years old, went house to house to shovel walks. And there was a really old couple, and he had the shakes up and down, and she had the shakes back and forth. So she was saying no, and he was saying yes. <laughs> so, do you want us to do oh, this? Do you want us to show me what? Is that a yes or no? <laughs> well, he wants us to, but she doesn't want us to, so I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's so like m- one of our favorite scenes in Curb when it was good, when doing Larry's doing the Michael J. Fox, where he's oh, doing the violin. Yeah. 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 They think he's like mocking him. Yeah. That's so funny. So, Melina, how long have I known you now? We only got, what, about two minutes left? I want to make sure. We got how many? How much time we got left? Two and a half. Yeah, God forbid you say something nice minutes. and have to stick around for a little bit. No, I was going to tell him he sucks. Okay, good. That was it. Good. No, I. but how long have I known you now? Oh, oh at least six, seven. Six, six seven years. Yeah. Something like that. And we've worked together on this show for several years. Yep. You tried to buy Mexican Coke for me in yeah. uh, in uh, Las Vegas. <laughs> yes. And the guy thought you literally meant Mexican yeah. Coke, not Coca-Cola, <laughs> <laughs> but Mexican Coke. And you scared, and you had to yeah. go sit at a bus bench because yeah. he hyperventilated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was phenomenal. Well, it's been a hell of a run. It's been great having you on the show. The family adores you. You know that. Oh yes. Wow. And we, uh, you know, well, you got to come visit because you oh, still yeah. you have you own property. You still own. Yep. You think you'll ever sell your mother's house? 
don't know. That's going to be hard. I know. That's, that's what uh, I was thinking. Selling yeah, your mom's no, house yeah. is going to be I know very you went through hard. the same thing. We did. And I, yeah, that's one of the reasons I, I'm not wild about selling the house we live in now because yeah. that's the last house that my mother ever visited. Yep. Mm. And I'll never forget, we pulled up in front and she looked up and went, What do you live in a hotel? It's <laughs> <laughs> a little bigger than the houses that you're used to, I understand, Toots. But oh, God, she got so mad at me. We'll close with a, a Toots story. We've got one minute left. Yep, minute 20. Minute 20. Okay. So my mother, she's uh, over at a retirement home. I said, Mom, it's, uh, I was thinking about the old house because she bought a house on uh, between Newton and Oliver on 26th Avenue North way back in the day, back in the probably early 70s for $16,000. That's right? amazing. And I said, Mom, you know what's so great about that? It would have been so phenomenal if you had held on to the house. She goes, oh, I know. It would have been unbelievable. I just stayed living there. I should have just stayed living there. I said, yeah, what'd you pay for that house? She goes, 16000 And I said, do you realize today you could probably get like Sixteen <laughs> thousand. I live on Newton. <laughs> she did not find any humor in that That's so whatsoever. Funny. That's so funny. This was a different area uh, of Newton. Than I was going to say I live on, on Avenue South. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. that's uh, no. That's but not I, the same I, Newton. Oh, that is so funny. She's so mad at you. <laughs> she was. You'd probably still get sixteen thousand. <laughs> Melina, God bless you. Yay. Thank you. All the best to you. It's been great working with you. And uh, just for you know Facebook. Jackasses! I did not fire yeah. him. He's going out to live with his brother. But I'll put, I did. I'll put him yeah. straight if yeah. they say anything. Yeah, it's a good thing. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next. Cassie's first day next week, next Monday. Ooh, yeah. Oh, you're doing this one? Yeah. yeah. Oh wow, you'll do great. It's gonna yeah. Be phenomenal. I'm excited. God, again, God bless you, Melina. Thank you, sir. We'll oh, talk to you next you. week. Tom Bernard Show. Best of the Tom Bernard Podcast. No sleep till. York City. I'm sure you'll do just fine. Coming up next, closing out the show. We're opening up the old vault. All the way back to episode 384 with Kurt Braunohler and Cameron Esposito. Next on the best of. It is the TomBernardShow.com with Catherine Brandt, Alex Brandt-Bernard, Andy Brandt-Bernard, JB, <laughs> Grasmussen, you, what? Cameron Esposito, there Hi. we are, Hi. <laughs> Kurt Brownoller, and featuring Don Shelby. A hell of a job, I think. Thank you. It's a magnificent job, actually. He wasn't talking to you. Wait, Cameron, wait, oh. wait, if Don's if Don's featuring, are we both opening? Yes. For this show, you're opening okay. for Don. Sure, that'll yes. work. That's exactly right. Great. That'll work. So, Cameron, on on the KQ Morning Show on Wednesday, I do a, a morning show in town as well. Kurt, oh, you got a meter. It's unbelievable. He was right in the raving about you. You know, I was supposed to be there this morning, but I couldn't get there. Because All there because was, of the weather? Yeah, the, the, no taxis would come pick me up. I ordered, I ordered the cabs wouldn't even come yeah. in? Well, they said, they said uh, we'll be there in two hours. Oh. Uh, which enough. I was like, well, <sighs> yeah. 
then maybe not. That's a little Jeez, too Yeah, I ordered time. one, and I waited an hour and a half for it. It just never came. Oh, see, and yeah. then I hit Uber, five minutes. I know, Uber, oh, Uber, five yeah. minutes Uber in this there. town Uber's is so great. much better than a I cab. Even Don't even bother with cabs. Well, that's just the end of our Uber. Somali listeners. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's true. I've taken it's true. Kiss them goodbye. I've it's taken one cab so, Cameron, in Minnesota. Ever. are you responsible for all Espositos? Yeah, hockey Espositos, uh, female actor Espositos, yeah. yeah. What mm-hmm. the hell's the problem with her? I really like her, and then she always disappears. Yeah, I mean, I'll let her know. You know, okay, we're good. close like friends. Because. Yeah. Remember the- we're not related, but no, all Espositos know each other, so yeah, we are close that's friends. That's exactly yeah. what I'm saying. Yes. Now, Phil Esposito. So you know Phil and Tony? Personally, yeah. Liar, we share a, an apartment. But anyway, <laughs> do you know the great saying about Phil Esposito? Uh, he's not my dad. Don't. That's my saying about him. That's so your saying. That's, what that's, I your that's saying my great saying. That's my best saying about him. It's always like, oh, not there were, there that, not that guy's daughter. Stickers. This is a true story. There were bumper stickers. This is for all hockey fans or not hockey fans. It doesn't matter. Uh, everybody knows what a save is in hockey, don't they? I mean, even if you don't watch hockey, you know what a save is. It would, you try nope. to score a goal, and it's when if it doesn't go in, you save it from going in the goal. You adopt the puck, Jesus. right? That's yeah, exactly right. you adopt right. the puck and bring it home and raise there it. There were bumper stickers out when he was a player because he was such a great player. Jesus saves, and Esposito scores on the rebound. <laughs> wow, I gotta get huh? one of those bumpers. I hope yeah, they're still actually, kicking around. That's a great bumper. I should put that on you. all of my Jesus stuff. Jesus saves, and Esposito Don't scores on the rebound. <laughs> yeah, that could be a just great my luggage idea. at the airport. That'd just be great. sunglasses with that emblazoned on the side. <laughs> so I gotta throw this out very quickly because it was hilarious this morning. David Koechner was on the KU Morning Show, right? So I introduced him. Ladies and gentlemen, he's got a new uh, movie out called, I think it's called Cheat Thrills. And, uh, Keck- Keck, wait, Koechner's in town right now? No, no, he, was, uh, he called in on the phone. Oh, uh, okay. He, uh, so he calls in on the phone, and I introduce him, and he goes, what's the with, with the mysterious voice? I said, what? He goes, why do you talk in that mysterious voice? I said, it's not mysterious. This is how I talk. He goes, well, you sound very mysterious. And if it would have been a podcast, I said, fuck you. <laughs> no, but I, no, I think I think Keckner's hilarious. He's great. I love that guy. Uh, he's he's a very nice man. He's I, a very nice man. I did tell him this morning, and Cameron, you can agree with us or not. Nobody looks sexier in a cowboy hat than David Keckner. I yeah. mean, let's be honest. I mean, I have you know different opinions about what's sexy. I think than you, <laughs> but that's okay. That you know what be. I mean? Like I'm not yeah, slamming know. him. I'm just saying we're different people with different tastes. Yeah, but him in the back. <laughs> But not slam. He's a nice guy. I just don't know what hats. You know what I mean? I understand. We have two, not one, but two guests today. We. Oh, yeah. Right, Bella, you can get on there. Bella won't get on her get on her little pad thing. Oh, no. I don't know why, but she just looked at She's it, but she restless. won't get on it. She's sick of this Kurt snow. Kurt Brownholder is with us. Hello. And it's the, and it's the K-hole. The K-hole is my <laughs> podcast. I'm the Nerdist. It is. And what yeah. does it say around the outside? There's one like pet-ophelia. Yeah, so, that, yeah pet of, so those are all the formats. So pet-ophelia, <laughs> which is all about pets and animals. Come here, And then pet. the boat show, which is where we just talk about boats. Yes. And we don't know anything about boats. All right. And then uh, Get Lost is where I uh, blindfold people throw them. Uh, I love that. Somewhere. Yeah. We're idea. actually making it into a, a pilot right now in L.A. Really? Are you really? Yeah, yeah. We nice. t- I just shot like the kind of pre-pilot with, uh, and I took Grace Helbig, who's this huge YouTube star, to uh, uh-huh. a nuclear missile silo that's just outside of L.A. That's a great <laughs> idea. It was abandoned, yeah, in the 70s. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. 
It was kind of amazing. So, Cameron Esposito, how many times has he blindfolded you? I've been on one time, and uh, Kurt took me to a murder house. Double there was murder a, house. Yeah, there was a house in L.A. where there was a terrible murder, and then nothing had changed in, in that the house. In the 50s. It was, happened you know? on Christmas Eve in the 50s. Was and it then, in Compton? So you don't no. know oh, when you're going either. there. Was no, like, Compton? not the opposite of that kind of murder. Yeah. Think like, uh, <laughs> think like, not like, like bang, it. bang, you know. Yeah. Uh, but as we tried to approach the house... The neighbors immediate. I mean, it was one second after we got really? out of the car. We're like, "Get out of here! You're trespassing! What? You're trespassing!" So is there nobody Creepy. in the house? No, yeah. Okay, okay so the guy murdered his wife and then killed himself on uh, Christmas Eve. Right. Thank you. Then someone bought 60 the house. years ago. Yeah, sixty years ago, yeah, someone right. bought the house and never went to it. And so oh. the like the Christmas tree is still up. All oh. the packaging, all like the <laughs> gifts are still there. The TV Man. is there. Like they never moved anything out, and so it's just been preserved. This murder scene, essentially. Oh. But then we realized that it probably is. Uh, the nightmare of the people who live next to them that, no, that nothing yeah. was changed because yeah. people must walk up there all the time and yeah. just be like <laughs> Look, yeah. well, how did you know about the house Is online it, it, it's oh, just like it's, online yeah it's okay. like called the los feliz murder house and people los know Fields. about it do the people who live in the cul-de-sac when they give out their address they go go to the murder house and take a right <laughs> yeah i'm right <laughs> next door to the murder house, right next to the murder house. <laughs> look for the christmas tree that's gotta in July. be really great for property values <laughs> having the murder house in the I neighborhood think, i think it probably actually is because that's... it's now become like a landmark oh. well Catherine's yeah. a realtor so how would you sell that house <laughs> Well, how you actually you, have you, to tell them. You do. But I mean, do. Would, yeah, you, would you use it? When there's been a murder. You have to tell the person when, before they buy it? Yes. Yep. Really? Yes, wow. Have you, you ever had to do that? Have you no. personally ever had to do no. that? And no. here's a fun the fact. The worst I've ever had to do is, like, the dead squirrel. In Minnesota. <laughs> 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 you have I just can't live squirrels here. That's so much nicer than any guy expected. And it currently haunts the house. Whether or not a house is haunted. Yeah, you do. What? What? No. Yep. No. That's, That's in the bullshit. law. Bullshit. You have to say it's haunted or not. Mm-hmm. And standard disclosure, I... of course, is whether there has ever been any meth production. Oh, that's yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, because there can be festerings. Yes. So, you know, I'm old enough festerings. to remember that festerings. before you bought a house, they had to tell you that there was an Ack Blay I gay living in the neighborhood. <laughs> but, uh, no, that's not. I know. I was the only white guy to live in my neighborhood. I know that. Uh, what? Dan. You know what? They didn't like your kind at all. Yeah, they didn't anyway, like me. It's true. Good to hear from you, everybody. No, what? I, was, um, I said what? Dan knows someone that bought a house where someone hanged himself in his garage, and they oh, got like nasty. a really good deal on the house. Well, I can see the that. Guy and they the never house. go into the garage. <laughs> <laughs> they or tore no, down the garage. You know the little ball oh, yeah, that you hang from the uh, oh. from the thing where you park the, your car? It's uh, the windshield. It's just the tennis yeah. ball. It's just feet on no, it. No. <laughs> I don't know if this is urban legend or not, but you remember the stories uh, back when we were young that um, you bring that, that was a cl- <laughs> that when, when you were young yeah jesus christ yeah, i'm sorry i, I can't I even remember that. half the shit right. now it's terrible no, the might be the concussions you think cameron yeah from all that whatever you did yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know yeah. what yeah. i mean yeah. earlier sure. when you had from all that all head that. stuff happened <laughs> anyway. and ran into things <laughs> sorry mr Shelby. i was just gonna say do you remember the stories that uh, uh advertisements for a corvette uh, for sale 
Um, oh yeah, and yeah. and it was like a thousand dollars, and it, and the person shows up, and it just reeks because a person had killed themselves in yeah. the car, and their body rotted. Oh and my just god! Kept, and I don't know if I'm buying that. No, and I, I never. But I mean, it was just a story when we were kids. That, <clears throat> that was you know you could yeah, if you would yeah, go exactly. to the police department and ask, Are, do you have any cars where people died, then just rotted? So you could could tear get a discount. Now, was that <laughs> always a Corvette when you heard that story? It was, it was always, always a Corvette. See, uh, I think you head. should assume that a Corvette has had somebody kill themselves. <laughs> <laughs> That's all Corvettes. That's yeah. part of the Carfax. They have a small yeah. penis. Is that the whole deal? He <laughs> <laughs> has a small penis, and so he killed done. himself. That was one of my favorite Seinfeld episodes with the B.O. Car. Oh, the B.O. car. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the cab driver. Some, I don't know. It was. Yeah. It was B.O. car. It was B.O. <laughs> car. It's all true. Well, it's true. That was so great. Do you remember Sam Esposito, third baseman for the White Sox back in the uh, 60s? Of course I do. Course. We were neighbors. About I don't know. I don't, yeah. I don't know anything about that. You say yes. That's like everybody. And just yeah. as well. No, uh, I... I, in my mind, I'm the most famous Esposito, but it seems like Currently, we've got some, dis- most got some disagreement. Yeah. Let's just go with the most famous Italian. Did you know yeah, I'm the most famous Italian. Ever born. She just beat out Christopher Columbus. Yeah, yes. it's like me, Berlusconi, Christopher Columbus, <laughs> Mussolini. Exactly. Berlusconi. And then just pasta. The gen- you know, just pasta. Just generally. <laughs> Joe Esposito, assistant coach to Tubby Smith. Yeah, run. There was a, there was a and he was about... Five foot ten. You talking into Mike? A lot of people can't hear. Oh. God damn. Hey, he was baby. about five foot ten and five foot ten. As wide as he wide. was tall. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, well, Joe. that'll happen. Couldn't fit his doorways and all that. Joe oh, nice. wore a size fifty pant. I just, I just love with this. With an inseam of thirty. Oh, that's not good. That's no. my size. I love how Andy <laughs> just walks out. Where does he get his out. pants? Because I have a very hard <laughs> time finding Did everybody introduce themselves to Cameron, or did she come did here afterwards? No, that was oh, after. Sorry. I just like I walked in, so. and you guys all look beautiful, so I just assumed I was in a safe place. Uh-huh. But you this could be a murder wrong. house. Yeah, this could be a murder <laughs> house. All this talk house. about There's suicide and murder. I'll have you sign the waiver later. So, yeah. Catherine. Catherine. Hi. Our daughter. His wife. Yes, our daughter, uh, Alexandra. Relationship. Andy, right. our son, That's is usually there. The ginger beard. JB, my younger brother, right next to you. Know, <laughs> you know Kurt. I don't know if you know Kurt or not. Maybe you've met Kurt. I know Kurt. You know Kurt and, and featuring Don Shelby. And it's always featuring. It's his actual name. <laughs> I had it legally changed. Oh, look at it. Don, you have great glasses. Thank you very yeah, much. Yeah, I love your look. I, mean, I like your whole thing. Oh, going thank you on so there. much. Oh, oh, the two of us. <laughs> what a team we would be. <laughs> You could rule the world. Yeah, I think so. I mean, you just look so intelligent with those glasses. It's it's. It's a disguise. I can't believe really you're not holding a newspaper. He was, a, he was actually a, he was actually a news anchor for 50 years. I believe that. that. Not that. And you know was. what? It makes it so much more palpable when you say fuck. Yeah. When you're wearing like serious tortoise shell glasses and like smoking a cigar, and then just I didn't expect that at all. Wouldn't it be better though if you could actually sit down and turn on the TV and the news anchor went, "What the fuck happened now?" Yes. I mean, it would yeah. be much. So better. much better. I agree. Fucking idiots at a running city hall. I like that it. was uh, that was actually the Onion headline uh, oh, right after 9-11. All it just said was, holy fucking shit. Yeah, well. <laughs> Which yeah, was like an go. appropriate, yeah. like a good, funny way, but still like, oh my God. Yeah. I, I love the Onion. Oh, so good. It's just bizarre. So it's just funny. wonderful. Stuff. Nothing will ever top man paralyzed from the waist up. <laughs> well, they ran one. Terrible. They ran one a couple of days ago. Italian figure, female figure skater falls in the ice. Ex-Nano's Cameron. 
<laughs> and they actually had a photo of it. They did. And I'm in, I was in the track locker room, and a kid actually thought it was real. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, it was as if it was like a deep lake underneath the, the ring. <laughs> and one yes, of, yes, exactly. One of his teammates said, hey, dummy, they don't skate on a lake. They skate on the indoor ice. Oh, they thought it was on a lake? <laughs> oh, Minnesotans. Oh, kids. That's adorable. Well, oh, youth. <laughs> it is Minnesotans. You're absolutely right Don't about you think that. it's you them being like, oh, this I'll, is in the natural no place. Question. Was she yeah. from Minnesota? Yeah. Say no. <laughs> no, no, this is a young man. This, oh. You know, this is from a college. Where? where is he from? Say New York. No, he's from Minnesota. <laughs> Amber, are you from Damn New York? It. Uh, I'm, I'm from Chicago. Are you, where, just your neighbor really? in the south, yeah. I love But Chicago. I live in L.A. now, and so that's Kurt and I are friends you know, uh, from doing jokes in L.A., but I, I, I grew up in Chicago, lived there till just a year Chicago. and a half ago. I love Chicago. I love it, too. Great city. So it's my yeah, favorite it big city. Well, it's my favorite big American city. I love London's a great town, but Chicago. Oh, there's so much to it, you know? It's great, yep. Sausages and barbecues <laughs> and drinking. <laughs> and then LA is everybody's responsible and thin. Too and responsible. That sucks. It's a whole different thing. It yeah. really is. That's really great news for us. We're, we're, we currently live in Florida. I, it's hard to tell today, but we usually live in Florida in the winter. Oh, for, snowbirds. We, we do the snowbird little, thing. So, but we're, we're moving to LA next winter. Oh, you are! Oh, yeah. Amazing! Oh, you're going to love it. Well, we'll see. <laughs> it's good. it's really pleasant. not from what you just told me. Oh, Everybody's no. boring as fuck, and they don't. <laughs> no, it's just a very responsible city yeah, because everybody that. wants to kind of illegal. be really intentional with their lives and like achieve a lot. And so everybody like goes home and just drives really well. They drive crazy, but I mean they don't drive drunk. Yeah. It's like a really different. But place. I think it's that's because it's like a bunch of people there are like aspirational. Like yeah. they're like oh, I'm trying to make it. I'm trying to run that race. Right. Yeah. But if you're like come and you're established already, you can just get like an amazing place and have the temperature be 70 degrees. So do you love every it? Every day. I love it. Yeah. I love it too. It's I beautiful. really do. And I, and I lived in New York City for 14 years and I never wanted to leave. And then I left. Wait a minute. Within a few months, I loved it. You lived in New York City? Yeah. How tall are you? 6'4. That's what I thought. Because yeah. when I went, I'm, uh, at that time, I was like 28 or something. I was 6'1 at the time. I'm only about six feet tall. Because when you get older, it sucks. And, uh, you just get shorter. You do. But I went to dinner with my agents. Because <laughs> I used to do a lot of voiceover back yeah. then. So I had voiceover agents. Then. Uh, we went, they took me out to dinner at Palm 2 on First Street. And I came outside. And I maybe had been drinking, uh-huh. as Cameron pointed sure, out earlier. Sure, you could have New York City. It's a possibility. I walked outside, and I looked around, and I said, why is everybody so fucking short? <laughs> I mean, everybody in New York is about five feet tall. Yeah. It's, is it not true? You mm. must have been a giant there. Oh, yeah. No, people would always stop me, take pictures of me. <laughs> <laughs> they would let me hold their babies. It was good luck. Hold your yeah. baby. I feel like you're thinking of China. Oh, Are yeah. Wait, wait, China? China. <laughs> oh, let's like talk to Catherine about India. <laughs> what? Oh my God! Did you get <laughs> off of that already? Cameron, oh my God! Cameron, you're having this, Kurt. You're gonna yeah, love this, too. but yeah, Cameron's really gonna like it because it's a woman it's deal. So ridiculous! <laughs> you know those women. All Catherine, the same. Talking about Catherine went to India last year. La la la! Not listening. And <laughs> all the people, especially the women, stopped her and said, "Could I? May I take my picture with you?" Yeah. And then there are two things, two reasons why they didn't want the picture. And one, I don't get at all. The one. They thought you were Julia Roberts. Oh, awesome. She didn't look anything we like all Julia look, we Roberts. We all look alike. I awesome. mean, also, not a bad one. Not I mean, no, if you no, have no, to no, call any, complaining. it's not oh, the yeah. worst one. But, but here's my favorite part. <laughs> Finally, after about the hundredth picture, she said, why do you want to take it your picture weird. with me? Yeah. 
why do you want to take your picture with me? And this Indian woman said, you have to understand to us, you are Barbie. You're, you're like Barbie doll. <laughs> well, I feel like that must have been like a great <laughs> self-esteem boost. Well, I, I have to say, everybody there has very dark hair, or else it's dyed a, an odd yeah. orange, something about some Hannah. goddess Hannah. Yeah, yeah, that they right, worship Hannah. or Hannah. something. So, I mean, you don't see any variation in hair color ever. There's not a light brown. There's not really great everybody has very jet black hair and here you know i'm like a foot taller than almost everybody yeah you know and I i'm, love I'm glowing though. white it's yeah. like i love that they thought i couldn't you were blend barbie. i couldn't <laughs> blend because barbie has physically impossible proportions yeah so that says a lot so about what that experience was like <laughs> for you so that's and probably what your, what why your yeah. Like. yeah did you see the headline <laughs> this woman she was today? in a bikini the entire time <laughs> no bullshit it's by coincidence as we're talking about it there's a woman that was in the news today that said she's a hypnotherapy woman oh you know Love no, hypnotherapy. No, no. Tell she's me. going. She looks like Barbie. She looks Doesn't just like Barbie. Yeah, yeah. No, I've seen that woman. She's a uh, Russian, right? I, I oh, they got all those surgeries. Yeah. But she's oh, had so many. Yeah. There are two. Yeah. Two, two of them. Yeah, there's two now. You ready for this one? Yeah. There's a new development. I'm not ready. Uh oh. She she's had like what five breast. It's insane. She lots looks like a lots doll. of surgeries. Like terrible. But she said she's this. I'm not making this up. You can look it up. She said she's going to hypnotherapy to dumb herself down. So she's like a real doll. She wants to get dumber. Honey, you're I'm already not, really what? dumb. I'm not making that up. Oh, She's going amazing. to hypnotherapy to get dumber so she can be just like a doll and not worry about anything. And I mean, if is... she gets much dumber, she's going to stop. <laughs> <I'm breathing. laughs> the, 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 forget how. The, the dumbness is self-evident. Exactly. Well, she yeah. has to forget how to talk, so that's pretty yeah. dumb. Oh, and, uh, I like wonder a who this is for, you know? It's, I mean, I mean it's, it's, called, it's, do you think it's, it's for called, her? Like, it's what called is her deep, background? Deep mental breakdown. Yeah. And what was her childhood like? Doctors for money. Oh, by the way, the answer is Ukrainian doctors. Score! That's a good Point. Well sure. done. Yeah. Right Andy? <laughs> Okie dokie. All right. Thank you very much. Be back in about 90 seconds from the renterswarehouse.com studios. More of the Tom Bernard Show.com. Wait, what break are we on? Dot com. Second one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, once you're getting it up, I can point out that tonight at 8 and 1030 and tomorrow night at 8 and 1030, Cameron and Kurt will be at Acme, one of the great comedy clubs in the world. Right downstairs. Right downstairs from where we are in the Itasca so. building. Get out. Cameron Sorry, Esposito. Was... Not downstairs of your home. Good food. <laughs> yeah. What you got to do tonight? Just you to won't find clear. us there. Cameron, <laughs> you walk you downstairs to... and they're not there. Don't be disappointed. <laughs> After this break, I want to tell you what to do to Kurt tonight. It'll be the greatest of... while you're on stage. I, no, no, I no, can't while she's wait because I've got some ideas of my own. <laughs> Brad Garrett. It was Brad Garrett's joke. Uh, you know, he said people don't know he he does stand up. Yeah, he owns a does comedy anymore. club. He used to. Yeah. He owns a comedy club in L.A. Right. All right, Andy, we're gonna do it. I was distracted by a lint-covered Dorito on my. That's for some reason. Doritos are right. gross enough Advice. as is. <laughs> They're both at Acme tonight, 8 and 10.30, Cameron Esposito and Kurt Braunohler. And I'm going to give some advice to Cameron, something to do to Kurt tonight. Be right back in 90 seconds. Oh, how did you know that? Wait a minute, I just where saw she what? comes up here. Young and blonde. Okay. And, but, but the first time. She wasn't into it. Could have been nicer. Yeah. Second time, she just maybe had. Yeah, she was not she into kind, it. You know, kind of, huh. you know. Oh, it was too bad. Bad. And then there was uh, who's guy I told to fuck off. Oh, who haven't you told to fuck off? <laughs> well, that's like true. Good point. Who started road dogging. Like she like started as a young woman. Just oh, Emily only, did? Yeah, just only on the road. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Which is just very unusual for yeah. like a, you know when she started at twenty three, she like. 
was playing like weird teeny towns. Well, you and, know, so I don't know her very well, even though we were there for many years together. You know, Crash and Burn, that she does a deal with, uh, who the hell's in it? Tim Slagle. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tim Slagle. Who the hell's in it? Good, funny people. She's, she did Crash and Burn with him. <laughs> and then she came back and opened, she was at Acme, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think yeah. so. But in any case, so Brad Garrett is opening for Frank Sinatra. And uh, every day, every night after he's done doing his deal, go backstage, and Frank Sinatra would say, great job, Fred. And he said, my, my name's actually Brad. Uh, so finally, Jilly, you know, Brad, uh, uh, Frank Sinatra's best buddy, he pulls him aside and he goes, look, i got to tell you something. As long as you're working here, your fucking name is Fred, okay? If Frank says, your name is Fred, your fucking name is Fred. You got it? So he goes, okay, yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, okay, I'll do it. So the last night that he's going to open for Frank Sinatra, he does it, his whole act. He said, I killed. It was unbelievable. I, was, I just killed it. It was amazing. But then there was a bit of trouble at the end when I said, hey, thanks for being so nice. You can stay for the feature if you want. <laughs> that's amazing isn't that a great story <laughs> so in this story Kurt is the Frank Sinatra that's exactly you know right I mean? thanks Brian yeah. <laughs> here I am again in this city Much like Mike Molina, this episode is out of here of the Best of the Tom Bernard podcast, brought to you by Bradshaw and Bryant. Great clips this week from Dr. David Trucker, Mike Molina's Farewell, Cameron Esposito, and Kurt Brownholer. Thanks for listening, everybody. Good luck, Molina, and we will see you next week.